You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. We've all got a story, and um, if nothing else this morning, if if um, there's nothing else that you take away, I'd love for you to take away the fact that there's a there's a scripture in Revelation. So that's at the book back of the the Bible, um, last book. Um, spoiler alert, you know, uh, we win. Um, so Revelation 12, 11, it's true, it's why we celebrate, you know. Um, Revelation 12, 11 says this, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. The blood of the lamb is what Jesus has done. The word of their testimony is what Jesus has done in their lives. Everyone has a story. You may not know Jesus yet, but you've got a story. And he's coming. He wants to know you. There's nothing else that you take away today. Please take that. So, timer is set. So I don't go on. <laughs> so, um, for some of you, you've heard my story. And I'm not going to ask for forgiveness for repeating it. Um, but what I'd say is, please don't turn off your mind. Don't start searching your Facebook reels or planning what you're going to do uh, for lunch. Um, because I believe God's got something for every one of us uh, this morning. You see, actually, you may have heard of Muslims having visions of Jesus and coming to faith, right? Well, actually, that's also my story. I wasn't a Muslim, but I had a vision of Jesus that set me on a path to following him. I made a decision to follow Christ on the 3rd of August, 2001, and I've had a hunger to get to know him more since that moment. So, you know, I had this hunger and I thought, right, I'm going to read the Bible, which actually I would say is God's love letter, actually. From the beginning to the end, it's God's love letter where he wants a people for himself. He wants us to come to him. I joined a church where they didn't talk much about the Holy Spirit. There was great preaching of the word. There was some really good worship. They didn't really talk about the Holy Spirit. And I was reading my Bible a lot And I came across scripture where it said about Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit being able to come upon people, being able to fill people. In fact, um, one of the scriptures I came across was Ephesians 5, 18. And it says this, and do not be drunk with wine. So if you want confirmation of what God's view is about getting drunk, there's the scripture there. What is getting drunk? It's when you do stuff that you wouldn't normally do if you were sober. It's not against alcohol, but I want to challenge you. There is a scripture about what the Bible says about getting drunk. In fact, actually, why? Why doesn't he want us to get drunk? Well, here's the next bit. In which is dissipation. Don't know what that word means, but but be filled with the Spirit. But God is saying there's something better. There's something more. I was come to Christ out of a culture where I would get wasted whenever I got a moment. Didn't matter whether it was alcohol. Didn't matter if it was drugs. Whatever it was, if I could just get off out of my world, I would do that. If I would, ju- I would do that. And that's the world that I came from. I come across this scripture. Number one, God is saying to me, don't get drunk, Dan. Actually, there's something better for you. Be filled with the Spirit. So I'm reading this and I'm going, oh, okay, be filled with the Spirit. What's all this about? And um, I had a friend that I met in church early days when I, when I joined church. And, um, and she also was uh, feeling that this was an important part of our walk. In fact, what was amazing, we were reading the same scriptures at the same time without any coordinated effort. 
I had no idea she was reading what I was reading. She had no idea. But when I messaged her um, on a phone that was about this big, yeah, they existed. They were massive, early mobile phones. And I'm like, I've just come across this in Ephesians. What do you think about that? And she was like, I've just read that too, and I feel the same. So I was like, okay, let's, let's catch up. Let's pray for one another. So we caught up. We read the scriptures. We were like, yes, this is exactly what is for us now. We, we should be filled with the Holy Spirit. So we're like, well, what do we do? Okay, right, okay. Well, I, I mean, I'd been a Christian five minutes at that point, but I was like, why don't we just pray right now? Okay, let's pray. Okay, what do we pray? Well, I, I don't know. Um, Holy Spirit, it says in the Bible, you can fill me. Will you fill me? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and, um, and it was um, amazing. Like, it was several weeks later. It wasn't in that moment. I wasn't struck by lightning or, you know, or, you know like the flash in, in DC Comics, you know. I wasn't struck by lightning. I, I, I was just, you know, going about my day, and I was filled. It happened all of a sudden. It was several weeks later. Several weeks later. So today, I'm not talking about being filled by, with the Spirit, by the way. And what I would love to recommend for those of you online, those of you who are here, if you missed Tim's message that he preached several weeks ago about being filled with the Holy Spirit, I suggest you listen to it because I think it is fantastic and really kind of sets the scene for that. But the topic that I've been asked to share today is on being led by the Holy Spirit. My focus is on being led by the Holy Spirit. So... Back to the story, okay? I'd been filled with the Holy Spirit. It just came out of the blue. It was weeks later. Um, I wasn't, as I said, struck by lightning, but I was suddenly able to pray in a completely different language. Now, I got an E in my GCSE in Spanish. Languages were not a good point for me, okay? I can say hello and goodbye, or can I have a beer, please? That's about as far as I can get with Spanish. But, you know, even in that moment, okay, but suddenly I'm speaking this language that I don't understand, but I felt like it was right, and I felt like it was towards God. I was just pouring out, like, you know, this, this prayer language that I still have today. In fact, the, the Bible calls this speaking in tongues. And I have to say, it totally transformed my prayer life. Do I do it massively now? No, I do do it on a regular basis, sometimes daily, but not all the time but it has completely transformed my prayer life. And in the Alpha course, there's a lady called Jackie Pullinger. Um, I would Google her. She's got a great testimony of how speaking in tongues transformed her prayer life and also um, the life before her. So my prayer life was transformed. You see, I was already in love with Jesus even before this happened, okay? I was already in love with him. My life was already dedicated to follow him no matter what. I'd made that decision. I'd made it. I was already sharing Jesus wherever I went. And often it was going wrong. <laughs> often it was just not quite getting there. People were like, yeah, but okay, hang on a minute. You know, and they had all these questions. I'm like, oh, I don't know the answers to that really at the moment. But I had a passion. I had a passion that was in my heart. But after that moment, after that moment of being filled with the Spirit, I felt like I had more than a passion. I felt like I had this fire within me. I felt empowered. And when talking to people about Jesus, suddenly it wasn't going wrong anymore. Suddenly it wasn't like I didn't have the words. Suddenly I had the words. Suddenly I had the ability to bring the right words in the right moments where I was like, hang on a minute, did that just come out of my mouth? <laughs> Someone would bring an objection and suddenly I would say, what about da-da-da-da-da? And they were like, oh yeah, never thought of that. 
you know, suddenly I, I was in a meeting. I, I remember this really. I was in a meeting and we, and we preached the gospel. We were, we were in Manchester um, and, and I remember kind of sharing the gospel and, and 40 kids gave their life to Christ in that moment. And I had to give the gospel again just to doubly make sure they understood what I was saying. But suddenly I was seeing that empowerment, the words to say in the right moment. My Bible reading after being filled with the Holy Spirit was illuminated. I mean, I enjoyed learning about God even before that. But suddenly I was reading a scripture and I'd, I'd be like, oh, I've read this before. I don't know what this means. But then suddenly I just knew what it meant. I don't know if any of you have seen the Matrix film where they download stuff and he's like, within 30 seconds, he's suddenly able to do Kung Fu, like a like black belt, you know. It, it was like some of those moments. I was suddenly reading scriptures in a different light and getting understanding. Don't get me wrong, I read commentaries, I studied as well, but there were moments where I felt God was suddenly, he was just illuminated. I started having dreams, dreams that gave me stuff to share with people. And later on, I found, you know, when I look back, these were prophetic dreams. I, I still get them now. You know, I, I remember not so long ago, I, I met some, um, I was having a, a meal in the pub, and I, I just really had this sense and this, this I, I kind of dreamt about this, and I had this sense that what I had was for this lady, this, this, this person that served me. And, and I brought the word to her. I, I said to her, look, I'm a Christian. I, I think I've got this for you. Uh, I feel like you've got to make a big decision in work at the moment. And actually, um, you're called to lead people. And it's really important that you know that. You're really talented at your customer service and how you engage with people. And I really felt like God was saying, you need to pursue that. She was like, are you a clairvoyant or something? I've just been invited to take on a management course in, 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 the, in the pub. And I've been wondering, do I take it? Don't I take it? I said, well, I think God's saying take it, but it's up to you. I'll leave it with you, you know. Uh, just, just I, I had these dreams. I, I had these visions. I, it, it was just give, it was helping give people encouragement and direction. But also I had a desire to pray for people. And I began to see answers. I saw people healed. And it really freaked me out and them out, to be honest. I remember my sister. Um, my sister uh, uh, was a professional uh, football player. And, um, and I remember um, she had been at a training camp. She was playing for the county at this point. And uh, she'd sprained her ankle to the point where the, she'd just come back from the GPs. And she said, do you know what? Um, I'm not able to play now for at least uh, two and a half months. And we've got a competition coming up. And I'm like, ah, actually, do you know what? I've been reading that Jesus heals. I would love to pray for your ankle. Well, I don't believe. Well, that's okay. I believe that something might happen. So I prayed for her ankle. So just test it out. And she's like, what? What? Hang on a minute. And she went running out of the house and came back sort of 10 minutes later. It's healed. It's healed. I was like, my goodness. Wow. You see, a passion was birthed within me to see authentic Christianity be lived out. You know, in this part of my journey, in this part of my walk, I suddenly was like, well, hang on a minute. What I'm reading in the Bible, I want to see in my life, and I want to see in the life of the church. And that's still my heart to this day. I was empowered by the Holy Spirit. But even in this place, I felt like there was more to knowing God than I knew at that point. I wonder if you can just turn to your neighbor or say to yourself, there's more. For those of you, there's a comedian, isn't there, wears a red hat. He's like, there's more, there's more. But anyway, there's more. You see, I had this passion 
and I still do, that actually faith is simple. And I've got a heart and a desire to communicate faith in a simple way. It's simple. We complicate it, but it's simple. Authentic Christianity to be lived out. Yeah, there was more to my walk with him. I was still, and I still am hungry today to experience more of God, to grow and move forward in my walk with him. I suppose um, if we put up Psalm, I think this kind of, this, this Psalm is really good. Psalm 42. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? You know, this is David saying, I just want more of you, God. That's what I want. And that's my heart. And I believe that God wants you to have that same thirst and the hunger for him. This hunger still drives me today. I want to ask you, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Come on, there is more of God for you. And I think that the starting place is prayer. And then God will do the rest. So I just want to go back to my story for a moment. I, I share my story not because I want to boast or say, look at me, but because it's available to everybody. I'm not special. I'm just a normal guy that is empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. So I'd been filled with the Holy Spirit. I was seeing marvelous things happen. His gifts flowing in my life. I felt empowered, but I was hungry for more, more of him. It was at this point that a revelation had come to me. What do I mean by revelation? It wasn't that somebody had delivered the book of Revelation through my door and it just came to me. It was, I felt like there was some, you know, almost a light bulb moment, I suppose I would put it. A light bulb moment, a, a piece of teaching that came that transformed my, my walk with God. One that took my walk to another level. I heard a teaching on the Holy Spirit. And that the Holy Spirit is a person. Not just this vague thing that's somewhere in the background, pulling some strings or whatever, but actually the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person. And he wants to be fully active in our walk with God. You see, at this point, when I prayed, other than speaking in tongues, when I prayed... I prayed in the name of Jesus. That's what I, every prayer that I prayed, I ended it in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, I, you know, I'd be like, um, I was working at JGB, JJB's at this point and a sports shop. And I remember I was witnessing to the, the staff and even people who wanted to buy trainers on a regular basis. And uh, it was before you got in trouble for that, you know, but I was just doing it. And, um, and I, I remember... Um, yeah, I'd just be like, yeah, i just pray. Lord, help me to reach these guys in the name of Jesus. Lord, will you just reach into Matthew's life in the name of Jesus? Amen. That, that's how I was praying. I talked to Jesus. He was the one that I saw in my vision when I came to him. He was the one that's brought me salvation. I was praying to Jesus and Jesus only. It never occurred to me at any point to talk to the Holy Spirit in any way, shape, or form. But suddenly this person was saying, Holy Spirit's a person. Holy Spirit, you can talk to. And, and at this point I had the revelation of God being my father. That comes later on in my story and is a whole other preach. 
If we just read John 14, 26 for a moment, it says this, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. This is Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's our helper. Holy Spirit is a person. I can know him. I can be led by him. He teaches me. He points me to Jesus. It says in John 15, 26, but when the helper comes, whom I shall send, so this is Jesus, whom I shall send to you from the Father, so we know Jesus is sending the Holy Spirit. Where's the Holy Spirit coming from? From the Father. So we're seeing the Trinity in action here. So this isn't just some charismatic weirdo that's made this up. This is the scripture. This is the Bible. Jesus, I will send the Holy Spirit from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the, which proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. What's the purpose of Holy Spirit? To point us to Jesus. That's the purpose of the Holy Spirit. To help us. Help us in what? In our walk with him. Help us point us to Jesus. How do we know something is from the Holy Spirit? If it's pointing us to Jesus. If it's pointing us in the other direction, it's not the Holy Spirit. See, these Bible verses are what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. So, so I, at this point, I'd have this revelation. Okay, Holy Spirit is a person. Right, I'm going to start talking to the Holy Spirit as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying put Jesus on a shelf. Goodness, if I am, take me off this stage right now and boot me out of the church. <laughs> you know, if I ever say take Jesus off the shelf, put, put him on the shelf. But I, was, I started talking to the Holy Spirit. So when I was reading my Bible, I'd say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome. You're welcome here right now. Teach me. Guide me in Jesus' name. Amen. Still put the Jesus' name on here. I still pray that today. That's a prayer I pray regularly. When, I, when I'm ministering to someone, when I'm meeting with someone and, I'm, I'm, and there's a difficult situation going on, and I'm quite, I'm, even if I kind of have an idea of where it's going, but often when I don't have an idea of what to do, or, or I'll say, Holy Spirit, can you just help me here right now? Can you just help me? When I have a picture or a word that I want to bring to someone, I feel like God's calling me to do that or come on the mic here. I'm like, Holy Spirit, can you just help me understand this? Is this right? What, what do you mean by this? What, what am I meant to share? When, when I'm leading a meeting, overseeing a meeting, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say or do today in Jesus' name? When, pre 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 when preparing, I'll put my teeth in. When preparing a message, I'm, Holy Spirit, what is it you want to say? You're welcome. What is it you want to say? I don't want people to look at me. I want people to look at you. Lead me. Guide me. I do all of this in Jesus' name. I'm here before you. Holy Spirit is in my life because of Jesus. I do this all in your name. Jesus, Holy Spirit, help. You see, Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit to help. Holy Spirit is a gift from Jesus. I could speak for weeks and weeks on the topic of Holy Spirit being a person. In fact, you know, I had at least 16 Bible verses that I could just throw up on the screen right now. But actually, we don't have time for that. But in your life groups, I'll be sending out the scriptures. Maybe give me your email um, after the meeting today. I will email you the scriptures and you can have a read of it yourself. I want to stay on topic. And, and I believe Holy Spirit right? He won't force himself upon you. 
Just as we have to make a choice to follow Jesus, it's our choice. He's not going to force himself upon us. The Jesus at the door teaching we've had is that the door has the handle on the inside. We have to open the door to Jesus. He's not just going to pull the door open and force his way in. And I believe that that's the same of the Holy Spirit. He's not going to force himself on us. If we want to be led by him, we need to yield to him working in our lives. We don't need to fear because the Holy Spirit isn't going to possess us so that we don't have control of our lives. That's not the point. It's a relationship. It's a partnership. I know of people that have been scared that the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit works in my life, if I, if I do let go a little bit and, and invite the Holy Spirit, it's just going to kind of wreck my life. No. Holy Spirit wants to partner. It's a relationship. And I believe there are some of you here today and you've been carrying a fear of, if I open up to the Holy Spirit, it's just going to wreck my life. I'm going to feel like I'm out of control. I don't want to be out of control. Let me say to you this. You open yourself up to the Holy Spirit. He will come gently. It's a partnership. It's a relationship. He will lead you and guide you. It's about your pace, not his pace. He will walk alongside you. He doesn't want you to have that fear of him. I believe when our hunger for God meets with our understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and we invite him to move in our lives, we become unstoppable. Can I just say that again? I believe when our hunger for God meets with our understanding of who Holy Spirit is and we invite him to move in our lives, we become unstoppable in Jesus' name. He sent him for a reason. He sent him to help and empower us. There is a power that comes, a fueling of the fire that is already in our hearts. We've given our lives to Jesus. You know my story. I was passionate before I had Holy Spirit in my life. I don't know if any of you have lit a barbecue before. I've certainly lost my eyebrows on many occasions where you've got the coal going, you're impatient, and you think, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get that flammable liquid from my, from my shed. I'm going to come over here, and I'm going to squirt it, and that'll make it go quicker, and it's like... Pfft. And then you lose your eyebrows, or often my hair on my arms. There's a fueling of the fire that's already in our hearts because we've come to Jesus that when, when it meets with partnership with the Holy Spirit, it just kind of explodes. That even in the most difficult of situations cannot be put out. Tracy, don't let anyone put out that fire that's in your heart. Whatever meetings are coming up, do not let anybody put that fire out. If you're partnering with the Holy Spirit and you're doing the things he's told you to do, he has got you, no matter what, he has got you. So I was talking to the Holy Spirit we get back and, and inviting him to work through me and in me. This is where I was. And it was at this point in my life that I began to really flourish in what was before me in my walk with God. I moved to Manchester, and I, was, I sold everything that I had, and I moved to Manchester, even my really lovely blue J. Reg Orion with a personal number plate. I had it. I worked hard for it. I sold it. So I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to live for Jesus from this moment onwards. I'm, I'm heading out there. I felt like God was leading me for the first time in my life. I, I felt Holy Spirit saying, this is the direction. Doors had opened. 
um, the guys that were looking at the course that I'd gone on, theology and evangelism, they got my answering machine. Even my answering machine had the gospel on it. Sorry, I can't get to you right now, but let me tell you about Jesus. I'll get back to you later. It was, they were like, it's a two and a half minute answering machine message, Dan. I'm like, you know. So they were like, yep, you're in. Come on up. I was studying theology. I was studying evangelism. Um, you know, I was going to school in the morning, to, uh, and, and then we were heading out and, and kind of preaching the gospel in different places, uh, going into the schools, all sorts of stuff, helping lead youth projects across the city in the most difficult places. Youth projects where kids of nine years old, we were saying, look, you're not going to come into kids' club if you're smoking a spliff. Actually, no, you can't come in if you've stolen a car. We had these procedures that we don't have here in Hereford. Maybe one, but certainly not stealing cars. But, we, you know, it's just a, another world for me. And then in my spare time, I was speaking to the prostitutes and the pimps in the red light district, um, sitting with homeless people and their dogs, just chatting with them. Um, wherever Holy Spirit was leading me, I was going, wandering the streets at night, sharing Jesus wherever I went. And it was at this point I began feeling the Holy Spirit's presence so I'd been filled with the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit. I could speak in tongues. He was leading me, guiding me. I had this relationship with him. But suddenly, I could feel his presence at certain moments in my life. For me, it just felt like electricity. Like, almost like, you know, sometimes you get the, ooh. And before I was a Christian, it's like, someone just walked over your grave. You know, like that kind of thing. You know, those tingles. But I was feeling an intense tingling of electricity all the time, different times and, 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 and whatnot. And I was like trying to work out what does this mean? Why is this happening? What's going on, Lord? I know this isn't everyone's experience, but this was my experience. This is what was happening to me. And, and God taught me so much at this time, learning to hear his voice. And this is what I'm wanting to get across to you. Like when it comes to being led by the Holy Spirit, it's so important to learn to hear his voice. I'm, I'm reminded of the scripture, John 10, 27, 28. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. However you feel like God is talking to you, and he, he can talk to us, he's always talking to us, and there are different ways that we can engage in it, depending on who we are, our personality, our upbringing. There are different ways that we connect, but God is speaking. And what I want to encourage you is being led by the Spirit is learning to hear his voice. Learning to hear his voice. Before I had children, I didn't know my children's voice. As soon as they were born, they made me well aware of it on a regular basis. And I could recognize their cries. I could recognize their cries. Even now, if my children cry, I can recognize them 99% of the time above anyone else's. We are called to learn, to hear, and recognize the voice of God. I remember one time, my, my friend Betsy, proper Mancunian, okay, and we're walking home from lessons, and we're walking through this park, and, and I saw this guy on a bench, and um, he had crutches, so I thought, right, I wonder. And I just felt, in my, I felt like Holy Spirit saying, yeah, go and pray for him, go and talk to him. So and I, was like, I was like, hmm, have I heard him? Have I not heard him? And I was going through this battle. And, and I mentioned it to my mate, Betsy. And I said, look, this is what I think Holy Spirit is saying, God is saying right now. But I just aren't sure. Is it him or am I just making it up? 
Now, nowadays, I say, hey, go and pray for someone that's got crutches for healing. It doesn't really matter. But like in that moment, I was learning, trying to learn and discern the voice of God in my life. And my mate Betsy was like, and I won't try and do a Mancunian accent. She said, well, just go and try it. Let's see what happens. So um, we went back and did, and I prayed for this guy's leg for healing, and there was no healing. So this isn't a, whoa, what an amazing story. He was not healed. Okay, I felt so bad that I wasn't thinking his Holy Spirit saying I need to invite him back for a cup of tea and a biscuit. I did it anyway. I felt bad. He wasn't healed. Okay, he, he came to our house. We made him a cup of tea, a brew, as they called it there, a brew. And we had a biscuit and we talked and we chatted and the conversation flowed really, really well. And long story short, the guy had walked away from church due to an offense and we were able to talk that through and work it through. He gave his life back to Christ. That next week he came to church on the Sunday and a month later he was baptized. And I don't know where he is now, I've lost contact. But you could turn around and say, well, okay, how do you know that God was speaking? Well, what Betsy was saying is you've just got to step out sometimes. Okay, if he's, you know, you've just got to step out. And as, as you step out, you're like, okay, he's speaking. So the next time he speaks, it's that little bit easier. The next time he speaks, it's that little bit easier. And it's not always go and pray for that guy, go and talk to that guy. It could be a business decision that you're trying to make. It could be um, a, a job um, offer that you're wondering whether to accept. It could be, what am I going to do in university? What, what group of friends do I want to mix with? It, it could be, well, you know, do I stay on benefits? Do I get a job? It, it could be, okay, do we have another child or not? What, whatever it is, you come to God and, and as you learn to hear his voice and you submit to him, it becomes clearer and clearer. Not every time do we know the direction that we need to go and sometimes we've just got to take that step. Even now as I've learned to understand the voice of God in my life, I still sometimes to just step out. <laughs> I'm like, I think this is you, God, you know, and step out. So yeah, this guy got baptized. I was encouraged. I, I have lots of these kinds of stories where I've felt God speaking and I've responded. And then times where I haven't responded and I've missed it. And then I've seen someone else come in. The amount of times where there's a prophecy. I, th I think God wants, us to, wants me to bring this scripture and share this word. And I'm umming and ahhing about it. And then suddenly someone's up the front with Tim. And they're like, oh, I'm just going to bring this scripture now. And, and it's the one that I had. And I'm like, okay, God, I'm sorry. Next time I'll be a bit quicker. You know, next time I'll step out sooner. My point is that learning to hear his voice and recognize this is something that takes time. Don't beat yourself up with these stories if you're thinking that is well beyond me right now. That's okay. Just the next step. That's all you need to do. The next step. It requires you to be open, but it requires you to step out. There's something about our walk with God that sometimes we can give our lives to him and we turn up to church and we even pray sometimes, but actually, we don't really allow him to direct us and lead us for the everyday life. We almost say, right, my church life, you can direct me. But actually, we kind of don't always think my business or my job or my school that, that you know, I'm just going to get on with that and use the skills I've got. We don't always think, actually, we need to allow him to direct us in those areas of our life. Because if we've surrendered our lives to Jesus, it's our lives. It's not, right, Jesus, you have my outside life, you have my church life, but all these other boxes, work and all of that, you know. No, we're fully surrendered. I'm sorry, if you've surrendered to Jesus thinking that it's not about giving your whole life to him, then you've surrendered to the wrong message. 
because he calls us to follow him in all areas of life, every walk of life. For me, he often speaks as a still, small voice. In Kings 19, it says, um, I'll just read from 12 because of time. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. So finally, as I bring this message into land, I want to hone in on a few things. I believe right now we are living in the loudest time in history. We rewind 20 years ago. There's no way that we would have known that a potential civil war had potentially broken out yesterday in Russia, and then by the end of the day, it's, oh, don't worry, it's finished now. You know, it would have taken a much longer for these things to get to us. We're living in the loudest time in history where there are so many things competing for our time, filling our heads. Some of you this morning are like to, likely to have, as I've preached or as you're watching online, you've checked your Facebook, you've had a look at your news feed, you're wondering, even as I've preached, what picture I'm going to post later on and what I'm going to put under it on my Instagram. Some of you have been checking your WhatsApp. Mentally, you might be thinking about, what am I going to do for lunch? Um, 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 you're creating a shopping list in your mind because you're popping to Azure after the service. You're running through a checklist of all the stuff you've got to get ready for school later, um, all the things that need to happen in this week for, the, for work, um, how many things you've got to wash today and put in the washing when you get home to make sure it goes on the line uh, before it gets nighttime. You're thinking, oh, I wonder what the cricket score is. Or hang on a minute, has the latest podcast come out and, and, and have I caught up with it? Um, oh, there's this issue I haven't really resolved yet. What am I going to do with this issue? Um, there's an offense that keeps playing in your mind and you're thinking, well, amongst all of those things, how am I going to sort this out? I can't believe she spoke to me like that. I, I, I can't believe that he just totally ignored me. You may be worried right now about something or, or, or anxiety has get, just got a hold of you. And actually, even as I've been speaking, you've been drifting in and out of that worry. We live in the loudest time in history. The list is endless. And I think that this noise can drown out the voice of God in our lives. We can allow these noises to become the priorities in our lives. I certainly can. I certainly have. It can distract us. Friends, this morning, may I suggest as we bring things into a close that this week, you take some time to step outside of the noise, maybe after service here today, maybe after you've sorted out the things that you need to sort out, but you take some time, some real time. What am I talking about? Ten minutes? Ten minutes to just sit and say, Holy Spirit, speak to me, guide me, lead me. Just wait and listen. Maybe it'd be like sitting down is like difficult for you. I know it's difficult for me. Maybe it looks like just going for a walk for 10, 15 minutes around the block. Phone left at home or on silent. Holy Spirit, as I walk, what are you trying to say to me right now? What are you trying to do? Listen. Take some time. God is speaking. We just aren't always listening. When we listen and he speaks, it's important that we do what he's asking us to do. If you're unsure, 
speak to a trusted friend who loves Jesus. And say, this is what I think God is saying. What do you think about that? The Bible calls that counsel. I'm going to invite the, the band to come up for me if that's possible. Because we're going to be bringing things into a land now. I hope that what I've shared with you this morning is encouraging and challenging. If there are things you've got questions about, maybe you want to meet. Yeah, come on up. Maybe you want to meet and chat about these things, pray about these things. Do speak to your life group leader. Speak to one of the leaders. Grab me. I'm happy to, to talk with you. But we are now going to say goodbye to the stream. So thank you for joining us. God bless you. May this week just be a blessing. May you find that time for Holy Spirit to speak, for God to speak to you. In Jesus' name. But we say goodbye. See you next week.